Investment advisory services offered through the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Securities offered through Investicorp broker-dealer member FNIRA SIPC. Information on the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show is strictly educational and should not be used as advice. Please contact your investment advisor and or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. All right, that it is. News Radio 570 WKBN. John Arnold joins us, and uh, as always, we'll start by talking a little bit about the economy and uh, some of the... There are so many mixed signals out there. It's always interesting to hear what John has to say about it. I was talking to a guy who's in the uh, uh, car repair business, tire business. He's having record months, record months, folks, uh, June, July, uh, in the history of the company. Now, and, uh, and uh, is that because... So many is that because people were getting the six hundred dollars in addition to their unemployment, maybe more money than they had before. They were fixing their cars for a change. Is it because they weren't going out to eat or going on vacation? Had money to fix their their cars or buy new tires? Uh, you talked any realtor out around here, folks? In I'm talking in our community, right here in our community, homes are selling fast. And they're, and they're selling at a pretty good price and sometimes above asking. So homes are really selling well in our community. And frankly, I know in the areas around Strongsville and Cleveland, that kind of stuff as well. So homes are selling quickly at asking price or above asking price. Home sales are good. Talk to you about the, uh, the, the repair business. Amazon's doing really well. FedEx is running six days a week or seven days a week. Uh, UPS doing six days a week now. You see the post office out all the time. I'm trying to just think of all these other, uh, so many businesses that are doing really well. So how is the economy doing? Well, let's ask John Arnold. Give us some assessment. Give us from the stock market to the economy to what's going on, please. Explain. Uh, stock market, first of all, nearing its all-time high. Crazy day-to-day. Dow Jones was down, and the NASDAQ was up 114 points. It was nutso, but... Uh, Hey, my feeling is, is the market's way overbought. You can expect probably a good downturn. I guess that's a oxymoron. Let's say let's just expect a large downturn here shortly. That's my guess. Don't don't go running for the hills just because I said that on the radio. It could be wrong. Um, but I think a significant downturn is coming. Economy is probably, if, if 10 is like the Trump economy uh, before the COVID and... And, and one would be the 2008 market crisis, I'd say we're probably at a five. I'd say that half the economy is in the gutter and half the economy is, as you described, is rocking and rolling. Um, it's in its pot shots, meaning that they, you know, we got certain sectors of the economy that are just killing it, including, uh, like you talked about, automobile sales, real estate sales, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, some other people that sell a certain kind of widgets, uh, there's people still selling insurance as always. I, I I don't know why and how it's a bubble that is forming. It scares me, but I think the I think the 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 be a, to give a fair assessment of the market and the economy. You're probably at a five on a ten scale, right in the middle, and we should probably be leaning towards more of a depression. So the next thing that's probably going to come out of your mind or your mouth is well, how and why, and is it because of um, the government stimulus packages from 
say May till just ending in, in July, and I'd say yes, absolutely. There's some safety in it, and yeah, they're not they're looking kind of the other way with the liquidation of the clam chowder being our dollar, and uh, saying you know what this is what it is, and you know you're getting your checks, and so if the so what if the trillion dollar debt rises every day? We don't care. We're gonna do what we gotta do, and uh, something I'm 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 against at the same time. Understand, you know, understand you want to keep your voters happy and. You want to be a humanitarian. You want to make sure that there's not, you know, wars in the streets and uh, in, in crime that take over people's homes, the, you know, to get food and whatnot. So that's my assessment, Ron. Hope that was uh, good for you. It, it's, it, so on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 5, meaning it's, uh, I mean, what, would you say this could go either way or, I mean... I'm talking the economy as a whole. I mean, now now we don't have people getting a $600 additional unemployment. And in a lot of cases, people's unemployment has ended after 13 or 14 weeks. I mean, there's uh, are there issues out there? Yeah, there's issues. There's a lot of if you're not in the real estate field or selling insurance or selling cars and you're pulling a you're pulling a lever for a living or putting in a windshield or doing whatever it is mechanical and those guys Hey, the, the, those men and women; the, those jobs are important. Those jobs are needed. You're you're hurting if you are a, an assistant manager at Macy's, and every day you're wondering if this store is going to close on me and if I'm going to have a job. You're hurting. So the, it's not, you know, all you know, it's not great. You know, a gravy train out there for everybody. It, it it's scary times, and at any one time, the real estate market could implode. The the financial services market could implode. So it's very un, the anxiety is very high right now, Ron. To be blunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, explain the market now. Now we'd look at the general economy. What is going on? Man, this thing is going up on momentum. And I, I and and there's a gentleman who called last week on the show that described momentum really, really well. And that's the aircraft carrier that's going at X miles per knot, X miles an hour per knot, and uh, the, the engines are going full throttle. And the captain says, "Shut it down." Well, it does, it just doesn't shut down. It it carries forward until eventually the inertia, of the, the 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 weight of the water stops it. Same thing is happening here. I think that the uh, the the inertia and the momentum of the market is carrying it forward. I think people are piling on. They're creating a bubble, and uh, you know, the, the, there's companies out there that are trading sometimes, you know, ten to twenty times the what they should be trading at right now, and it's scary. But I think that uh, I think we're going to be in for some hurting here in the next month or so. Remember, I told you that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could be right, you could be wrong, but I always like to ask this to you. Uh, you were a research guy, and and whenever I hear you say something like that, I say, okay, you look at the fundamentals. What are you seeing that? I, I mean, explain to to me. I know you could be right or you could be wrong, but you always base it on something. In this case, it has nothing to do with fundamentals. It has to do with everything to do with technicals. The last time that the technicals were here was in it was in January, and I made that same exact call on this radio show January sixth. The pattern looks exactly the same. We were just coming off an all time high in the S P five hundred, the Dow Jones, and the Nasdaq. Come off a thirty three thirty five percent year for every financial advisor made people tons of money last year. Every one of them. And I was thinking, man, the market's supposed to average eight to ten percent a year. It's triple that, maybe quadruple that, and there's certain. I'm I'm almost certain there's going to be a heavy pullback because that's the math. Combine that with the pattern. Here we are again. I don't know why. 
I don't know how, but I know this. The market is setting up. I can't say I know. I think I know. The market is setting up for a, a pretty a pretty large pullback, 10 to 12%. And it makes sense, Ron, because the market if the market goes up like it has over the past three months, four months, and you, you right now I think you're at about 2% year-to-date in, uh, overall performance of the SP500, and it pulls back, say, maybe 10 12% over this next two months, and then the election happens and the anxiety goes away, and we get a, we get a virus vaccine or whatever have you, and it goes up 10 to 12%, then you're going to equalize and you should end up somewhere around a normal market, a normal market which is maybe 8% a year. And that, ain't, that isn't bad. But if the, the key to the stock market is, if you can, and then this is most of the time you can't time the market, but if you can, getting out while they're getting is good. The, the, everybody loves, I, my investors included, Everybody loves John Arnold, and everybody loves the stock market when it's up. That's the truth. Right now, I get cards every day in the mail. Thank you. My accounts never look so good. You're doing an excellent job. These are the same exact people. They're going to hang me on a cross and, and burn me alive the next market drop. So I don't really put too much weight into it. So I will say this. I'm just kind of steady Eddie. I just know that the majority of the time, if the market is, is at an all-time high, and it really doesn't have any backing fundamentally, like right now, with, you know, unemployment is going up, not down. Uh, GDP is going down, not up. There's not a lot of fundamentals that are backing this other than government's uh, surplus spending, uh, which is inevitably going to win the, lose the wars. So with all those things combined, plus my patterns that I watch technically in the market, I'm making an, an informed decision and a guess, keyword guess, is I think you have a large pullback coming. I do. And if you can, let's, let's say you're lucky enough to be one of my clients with an aggressive risk tolerance and you're up 30, 40% this year, and a lot of our clients are. Hey, okay, let's say I miss it on the next four months. Let's say I bail today and we're, we finished the year up 40%. Who gives a damn, right? Who cares? Like, we, we made 40% for the year. Let it fall again, plug back in, and, and let's, tr- let's try to treat, achieve maybe a normal return which is 10 to 12, we're having a normal year this year. We had some things lucky. We had some things right. My technicals and my research paid off. But it isn't like that every year. So I guess what I'm saying to you is I'm reading technical charts and I'm, I'm showing, selling history patterns of the market in the same exact patterns that made me give that right call in January, which I got beat up for for the month of January, seem to be the, seem to be the same, deal, same deal here. But I can't stress enough to our listeners, if you're not my client and you're doing your own thing or you're with a team or a couple of other advisors, don't go moving your portfolio because some guy you heard on the radio said that. I could be wrong. They don't know your circumstances. They don't know your risk tolerances. I don't. I don't. They do, I should say. So I would say uh, hedge and uh, consult with them about you know what kind of investor you are. A lot, most investment people are going to be like, hey, listen, it's an investment. There's going to be ups and downs in the market. And if you can't handle this, then you shouldn't be one of my investors. And I respect that. Uh, but me, on the other hand, I think I got to give value, and I try to do, give something different, and that's what I do. Well, what you what you what you're doing is what they call what wealth preservation, is it not? In, that's exactly what we word, call it. In other words, hey, you're up thirty five, forty percent. We don't want to ride the market down and then say, okay, well, we lost ten percent of it or fifteen percent or more. I'm going to pay attention. So to say, let's keep our forty percent sit on the sidelines, see what happens because these are uncertain times, and then go from there. Basically, it's like a caution light, like a yellow light. You're saying, let's let's put it on standby for a bit and see what happens here. 
that seems to be pretty good. The thing I was listening to when you were talking and my ears perked up, you were uh, you, you were saying, uh, we were talking about the stock market, but you said, listen, when I'm looking out there, in general, unemployment numbers are ticking up and GDP is what, going down? Isn't that what yeah, you said? That's those are facts, yeah. And, and, that, and that's... So you, you, when you see that, you're looking at the big economy as a whole, and 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 there's troubling signs there, despite some of the stuff that I, there's such mixed signals out there. That's why I look well, forward me, to you me, coming on, yeah, on, you. on Monday. I mean, it, it is so mixed out there. You talk to, I mean, and I'm serious, folks. Real estate is booming. I, I, people are selling homes, yeah, you know, and they're getting what they're asking price or more for it. There's a, a home, and I'm talking in our community, and and uh, I'm talking if you want to go to Akron or the Cleveland area, the suburbs out in those areas, they're selling. They're getting they're getting their asking price or above asking, and things are selling within a week or whatever, very very quickly. That you look at that, and you say, well, somebody's buying because they need a home and they feel that they can take a 20 year mortgage, and people are fixing their cars and. People are doing stuff around their house. Painters are busy, and concrete guys, you can't find one, and remodelers are all busy. But there's the other segment of our economy in Walmart and Amazon, but there's a whole other part of our economy. It's almost like two separate economies. Do you agree with that? I agree. Let me let me sum up what you're trying to visualize and, 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 and help help the audience understand what you're trying to say here. If the United States was a stock right now, would you buy it? <laughs> no no right no and it's not because it's not a great country this is the greatest country in the world it's because two things are happening one you would say john i don't know where the hell this thing's going this thing is this is unbelievable like i don't know what this thing is made of it's got a ton of tax revenue but at the same time it's got so many expenses and no one has a, a certain answer on this COVID. i would never buy this if this was a stock and the other thing is the debt is so large of course you wouldn't buy that because you have a brain no Unfortunately, because, you know, I'm, I'm a patriot, I'm a hardcore right guy, and I love this country more than anything, but the truth is, if, I wouldn't buy the United States if it was a stock. If it was a stock. And therein lies is your answer to your question. Things are so uncertain right now, and that's exactly what's driving people crazy, the uncertainty. So, I mean, I don't want to beat the horse too much more, but at the end of the day, I, I would say to folks, listen, the stock market's not supposed to go up when unemployment's going up. The stock market's not supposed to go up and GDP's going down. It's just financial, mathematical sense. That's just the way it is. And it also goes to back up my point on the manipulation of the market. The manipulation of the market, again, by big money. Supercomputers, hedge funds, pensions, institutional money. They're controlling this market. And if they want it to run up, guess what, damn it, they're going to run it up. And if they're going to run it down on you, they're going to set it up to where you think you're going to get in. Like right now, like a lot of... A lot of amateurs will get into the market now. The, the, the momentum's going up. Man, the market's riding high. We're going to make a bunch of money. They're, the guys that are going to go short tomorrow or buying puts or, or, or they're laughing all the way to the bank. They're laughing all the way. They can't, they can't wait. They're going to make money on both ends. They're going to short it on you. They're going to make money on your back. Let it bottom out. You're going to dump. And then, of course, they're going to buy it on your back and run it right back up. And you're going to say, oh, that, that investment guy screwed me again, or, or that stock market is just a casino. And it's like, nah, nah, it's because you're an idiot. You're an idiot investor. That's what it comes down to. So that, that's what I want to say to the crowd out there. Like, hey, listen, be disciplined, have your stop losses, and 
have your target prices on what you want to buy uh, as far as you made profit. If you have a target price, don't look back. Take it or set a short stop loss and get out of there. Because uh, if not, you're gonna get you're you're gonna make an emotional stupid decision, and then you're gonna blame everybody but yourself for your stupid emotional investment decision. So that's that. Um, I, I mean that 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 is uh, that, I mean that is so interesting, and it's big money. It's it's you've often talked about it on the program the manipulation of the market by these by these entities. So I mean you, I mean I th- now I get it. You're saying the signs don't make sense to you on why the market's doing what it's doing, but you know how the market is manipulated by these entities. That's that's you, your concern. You said it. You already said it. You said I wouldn't buy the United States if I was a stock. Right. That's but, all you but, need to know. Right. You look at the debt and deficit. You look at all of these numbers and that kind of stuff. It's just kind of nice to hear a guy like you say this doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, I, I pride myself on being very brutally honest on the program. Sometimes it turns people off, but at least they get the truth. Same with my clients. You know, I, I, I imagine the toughest part about the relationship with John Arnold is sometimes my personality, but I tell them, listen, you're not paying me to be your friend. You need the truth. Like, I'm going to act like an advisor. I'm here to tell you. That's not a nice thing to say to people on the radio that I wouldn't buy my own country if it was a stock. That's That actually hurts my heart to say because I love this country. But at the same time, I'm a realist. This country is trillion, trillions of dollars in debt. This country, we don't know what's going on from, from one day to the next as far as what rules apply and what rules don't. There's no really no fundamental leadership from, from the governor's office to... The state state uh, folks, and because I don't want to put anybody, you know, throw anybody in the bus. But the, at the end of the day, no one knows what's going on. And I will tell you something that I loved hearing on your show. That Bricks, that Doctor Bricks, yeah, and it's going to blow your mind. What I'm about to say, I 1,000 percent agree with her. But I would have taken, I would have taken it a step further. And here's the reason why: you can't half-ass, you can't half-ass anything. Go ahead. That, this, this uh, first of all, I'm shocked. Yep. Uh, just for people to know, and, and I want and I want to hear this. Doctor Bricks was saying that that she thought when this country locked down, when we locked down, we should have done it like Burks. Yeah, we should have done it like Italy did it, and we should have. She said everyone in this country should have been uh, had to stay in their house, and you would be allowed to go out with like a a, a permission slip every two weeks to go get groceries and that's it we should have had a lockdown just like italy uh and and that's it and you're and you're telling me you agree with that i agree with it i would have taken a step further and said one month everybody everybody except for security personnel and vital medical personnel are staying home you do that i I, i'll be willing to take it on the chin for one month in order to get football back to get people back to work to get uh medical personnel not in danger anymore to get this country back in order if we could sacrifice one month of the 12 we could have kicked the crap out of this virus and really minimized it and you're talking about me you know me i'm a constitutionalist guy i'm a free market guy oh but yeah I'm, but i'll also tell you i'm a realist this this vaccine is like nothing we've ever seen in our, or the, excuse me, this virus is like nothing we've ever seen in this life. And when people try to compare it to the hundred years ago, the pandemic, and now this came before, no, not the case. Yeah, we, we were a country when there was a lot of population, but not now. The, the population is so much more now. It's, the spread of this thing is so much more. We rely on so much human contact as opposed to 
back in the 1800s and 1900s, a lot of people had farmland. It's not a good comparison. The only way you're going to knock this crisis out is, one, if you do that, and you stick to your guns and piss a lot of people off and say, you know what, we're shutting the damn thing down for, for a month uh, and, and, and do what you have to do financially as far as protect people, and we're going to send you their food boxes or you're, on this date. If you're this from A to G, maybe you pick up your food box on this date or whatever, and, and, and you are going to piss a lot of people off. But, boy, they're going to be happy on the 31st day when the virus is gone and you can live life back as it used to be because right now it's getting worse, not better. So... I, I agree with that, Burks lady. We should have handled it more stricter, and uh, we should we should have you know taken on the chin, so to speak, for thirty days. And but now it's it's a train wreck. I don't know what else to say, but it's a train wreck. I, I am absolutely shell shocked. Uh, you never know what to expect when you got John on the <laughs> financial show. I will tell you that that would be the late. Uh, the uh, I I just can't even. Uh, imagine that. And she was saying, well, that would have been the right thing to do, but that's how they do it in Italy, and it, maybe that wouldn't be such an easy thing to do uh, in, in this country. Would you? So you're saying, okay, the vaccine, who knows where that is or how effective that would be and how long that will last and when that will come along. Until then, though, this, uh, this economy, in your opinion, will continue to be affected by this virus and more harm is to come. Is that you a will fair never, statement? Yes, you will not defeat this thing and get this thing under control until you either uh, immobilize it, which is what I'm talking about, literally just condense it to where let it, let it die out on the host, which is the human body, which means you have to constrict people from leaving their homes for 30 days, and or get a vaccine. That's your two options. Until, until you stop playing baby games with this thing, it's just going to run wild. I hate to say that because... You know me, I, I can I tell you something? My wife and I get pissed off every time we put that mask on. We do it because we want to be great Americans. <laughs> and we and we want to follow the rules because that's what we have to do. But it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy wearing those masks. Hey, we got uh, three phone calls been waiting. I don't know if you want to go to those. Yeah, I, I do want to go right, to those. Let's go let's... to uh, Dave on line one. Dave, thanks for holding. You were John Arnold. It's Gary. All right, I got the name is Dave. Sorry, Gary. No, that's all right. Uh, Ron knows me very, very well. Can I, uh, John, I think you're a good person. I think you're very, very knowledgeable. It sounds, now I will say this, we talked, and I'll get to my question real quickly. Uh, we talked a long time ago. I'm the guy that's been around the market. I've been around it 54 years. Right, right. you got to ask John a question. i got yeah, headlines Dave, coming up. What's the uh, question? Well, he's talking to the one of the best in the world. Okay, John, I've averaged Hecla Mining. My average price is $1.89, okay? It's at six thirty-seven. okay? What do you think of Hecla Mining moving higher? I, I, All right. I can't. Go ahead, Ron. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. We'll answer on the air. We'll disconnect with him. Yeah, the, the connection was you horrible. Can't do spe- you can't do can't specific give recommendations, stocks. and that sucks. And I'm, I, would, I gave him this. Put your stop loss in. You made a lot of money. Congratulations to you. Uh, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. That's the and that's, and that's the best thing I can tell you. <laughs> All right, hang on. Right, segment hold, two, hold tight, Paul. We're coming to you. Yeah, hang on, callers. Coming back. Segment two, John. Investment decisions. This is the Jay Arnold Wealth Management Show. Segment two, John Arnold here, Monday night, News Radio 570 ODKBN in the most interesting of times. You want to take Paul's call next? Yeah, please do. 
Paul, go ahead. You're on with John Arnold. Hello. Hey, John. Uh, I, I told you before I was going to call in and ask you about Peter Schiff, and do you think that's why the price of gold is doing what it's doing? And uh, there's a two-part question. The other part is electric vehicles. We've got a great company in our area. What do you think about their future and their stock? <laughs> Uh, I gotta talk vague. I gotta talk vaguely about what I think what they're talking about. I'll answer the uh, the up to the other two. I don't know enough about that market to give a good uh, answer on it. I generally will only invest in things that I know or can understand. I know the electric car market is very new. I think right now they only have a, a guaranteed order of 400 units placed. However, with uh, Diamond Holdings buying them, as you're aware of. Uh, there's a reason why a major private equity group brought them. It's, it's promising. They see the future is bright. I would be very careful with my if I was invested in that, in putting too much money into it. At any one time, they can get bad bad news, and or one of the big three car makers fights them, and um, instead of you know instead of teams up with them, and then makes their life a living hell. To answer your question, I gotcha. I. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity. It's, a, it's definitely better than nothing for this valley. I'm very proud that it's here in this valley. It could be legitly the next General Motors if this is handled right. But the, the 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 electric car market is just it's years away from being having a, a major market share uh, for it to be effective right now. But I think potentially, you know, you, you I potentially could be a great uh, a great stock and a great company. I. As far as Peter Schiff goes, I don't know if gold going up has anything to do with Peter Schiff. He, he's one of my favorites. Uh, what I think instead is that the uncertainty of economies in the world, the dollar included, uh, is what makes gold go up. Uh, you know, gold, precious metals go up, whether it's in war, inflation, or in this case, in uncertainties. And there's no bigger uncertainty than a COVID crisis, which is obviously a health a health, a health uh, crisis. So. That's my vague answer on the air, which I'm allowed to give to you. Um, I hope I answered that, and I, and I apologize if it wasn't specific enough. Hey, if you got a moment for sure. one follow-up. So you got real estate that seems like it's a bubble. Yep. You're, you're in agreement, so am I. The stock market really feels like it's at a bubble. And uh, gold, there's so many things that are a bubble. Uh, where do you seek that uh, security? Man, well, we know we're allocating our clients to um, money markets, municipal bond funds a little bit, depending if it's a non-area account or not. Pressure, uh, not precious metals, but limited maturity funds, uh, bond funds, I should say, and uh, government bond funds. Just something to maybe take a, maybe get a couple, you know, get a couple points of yield off of. But really, we're staying the hell away from everything that has any kind of equity tied to it because. To tell you the truth, I think I think uh, major shift downs ahead. If you have five hundred thousand dollars and you lose seventy thousand of that five hundred, then it takes you a year and a half to get it back. And I'm not saying it will, because lately the market's been going down ten to fifteen percent and and recouping it within six months. But there is the old-fashioned stock market still out there to where maybe maybe that does take you two years, three years. So. I think we're in a bubble significantly. I think you're, you know, what you're talking about as far as precious metals isn't such a bad thing. But one thing I, I learned the hard way is, and I learned this on oil uh, in 2008, 2009, I bought that son of a gun when it was high and everybody's getting into those, uh, those gas wells and I was going to get my 8 to 10% yields with some 85% tax free and I got burned to death on those. 
I wouldn't buy gold now because the minute this virus vaccine comes out, whether it's September or December or next year, that gold's going to drop, I believe, and then you're going to be left, you know, holding the bag because gold doesn't go up and down or doesn't go back up very quickly. It takes another crisis to do for it to go back up when it once it falls. So, kind of again, I'm talking on the radio. I can't get. I know who you are, and you're an unbelievable man and great, great person, great client. But I can't talk in any specifics on the radio due to the uh, due to the very severe strict regulations. Good deal. Thanks. Appreciate right. it. Thank, Thank you, you for your call. News Radio 570 WKBN, and gold always goes up when there's uncertain times. Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it just always does. You don't know what the – and that's that's happening right now. But uh, listen to what John's saying, what, he, what his thoughts are about the markets. Onward, th- any calls you have for John? Yeah, we got to go to Veronica on line three. All right, 729. Let me give the number, 330-729-9977, 330 330- Seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. Veronica, go ahead. Oh, it's Mon- Monica. That's okay, though. Hey, um, I was uh, driving and I heard your um, your John talking, and I found a lot of what he has to say very interesting. Um, one, he's one of the first people who've actually spoken the truth. If we had shut down like Italy, the whole purpose of our economy is getting rid of this virus as much as we can. And if we had shut down, extremely shut down, and that way, that's when you have business back. That's when you can have people go back to school. But for a long time now, you guys were talking about people, you know, selling homes and all that. I'd like to talk about the common person. We have over 100 million in this country who are considered poverty. And we really need to get better education and bring those people up. Like, I don't really believe in trickle-down, but, you know, there's got to be hope for the whole country. And I think it's more, you mentioned, I didn't quite understand who was talking about our governor in the state. This is more, I believe, of a federal problem. But um, I, I also want to ask him about our stocks back in the Great Recession, um, does he remember when Obama took over what the stock market was at? Yeah, I, are, are you finished? I didn't want to cut you off. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you right. now. Are, are you are you finished? I didn't want to cut you off. I hate people do that to me. No, I just wanted to, to, to remind people, and Fox Business was talking about this, when Obama took over, it was a freaking disaster. Our stock market was around 6400 and he ended up tripling it. I mean, I know it's really high now, but like you said, it's kind of a bubble. None of us know what's going to happen. But, yeah, I, I just found everything you were saying very informative. Okay, well. Oh, there was, there okay. was one other thing. I'm sorry. It kind of disturbs me when I people hear people say, see, I'm a moderate. I'm, like, right in the middle of everything. And I keep hearing conservatives, like a real conservative, not what's really going on in the country, talking about patriotism. Anybody can be a patriot. We all believe in America. I'm just, I get a little upset because when I hear that, because you don't have to be a conservative or a Republican or extreme left or whatever to be a patriotism. Hey, Monica, I, I got to cut you off because this is not a political show. I got the gist of what you're trying to say. I'm going to answer your question. Is there anything else? No, I, All just, right. I just thought, well, a lot of what you All said right. was well, right. I, I appreciate that. Let's move along here. Go All ahead. right, so I'm going to answer a question. First of all, I've said this a billion times on this show. 
The presidency and the stock market have very little to do with each other. To, get, to give you the, the data, the number one stock market ever was under President Bill Clinton. The second best stock market ever was under President Barack Obama. The third best stock market ever was during their tenure was President Reagan. What all three of those presidents had in, in common, and in, in, in the common denominator was they inherited terrible markets. My dog could have got a better, got a, got the stock market and the economy going in 2009. It wasn't Barack Obama's doing. If anything, his his socialist programs and overregulation hurt things uh, significantly. The guy didn't do bad. He just didn't do great. Uh, he just was average, mediocre at best. And by the way, I'm paying two thousand dollars a month in health care. Back before him, I was paying six hundred. So I don't know if that's fair. Um, and the other thing I want to talk talk about. Uh, that you talked about as far as being a federal thing. No, it's not. Uh, you, you, you're at a tug of war with the states as far as the COVID virus and the regulations. The president is not to overstep his boundaries or her boundaries, depending on who's in the, the White House, and override the governors. So he's done a great job, President Trump, of letting the states handle things at, at the state level, and that's the way it should be. So when people talk about being a federal thing, that's just a knock on Donald Trump. It's not. He's doing what they ask him to do. He, he's damned if he do, and, and he dan, is damned if he doesn't. So let me make that clear. So because it's not a political show, I'm going to get off the line with that, and we're going to go to Jane on line one. Jane, are you there? All right. All right, back to you, Ron. So. All right. So, well, well, no. I mean, you know, that's, I, I, I think you've, uh, you've uh, ex- explained the whole situation well. The, the follow-up on the on the lockdown comment from the one doctor, she said that was Italy. It's hard to imagine that you could do that in the United States where they could, because this isn't something where the president, everybody, I think you were touching on it, all the states did things differently. They said, well, the president doesn't have that power to require you yeah, to do that's this. That's why it's called the United States of America, correct. Or, or do that. So what they did in Italy might not have been acceptable in in the United States, and one other thing I want to ask you about with that: the only way that that works, John, mm-hmm. is if we stop all travel into the country as well, because you can't say we're going to lock everybody down for in in their house except to go out and get groceries every two weeks, and we're going to get rid of the virus. But if you allow people to come in from other countries where that isn't taking place, then as soon as we open things up, they'll bring the virus right back to us. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, if I, I mean that's. The, the concept is okay. This will work, but what happens? You got to shut all, all people coming into your country down. Just a thought. No, I I, I agree with that, but it really is going to take drastic measures, severe drastic measures, unless we get a virus vaccine to to conquer this thing. And and half-assing it here and there is just it's just not working, as you can see. I'm a bottom line guy, and whether it's for my politics or not, at the end of the day, if the bottom line is not. You know, thinking what, you know, what, it's not working out. I'm willing to hear other ideas. I'm willing to try other things because, again, you can't have it both ways. You're either a bottom line guy or you're not. And guess what I am? I'm a bottom line guy. So we got a, a Jane called back, thankfully, and she's online. One of them can go to her. Jane, you're on the yes, air. Hello. hello there. Hey, Jane, yes, thanks hello. for calling back. I was just wondering, I have an annuity mm-hmm. and I get like uh, 2.25%. Is that safe? Well, can you give me a little bit more detail on that annuity? First of all, that annuity sucks. Two point two percent is terrible, but I, I'm hoping. Well, at least it's better than the banks give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for annuities, you're not a good one. I'm not trying to criticize you. That's probably probably wrong the way it no, came out. I, I, I was saying that because I wanted to. I want you to search out a better annuity. So, if it's a fixed annuity, 
keyword yes, is fixed. fixed. Yeah, it's insured. It's insured by the general account of the of the, the insurance department, meaning that okay. it's insured by uh, NEIC. So every insurance company in the state of Ohio, every month has to, to put in their own premium into this bucket of money uh, through the state. Meaning that's and it's to make sure that if an insurance company fails. There's money in this bucket to bail out the clients, all right? So let's say you had a house insurance and your and your house burned to the ground, and at the same ex- you had bad luck, and the same exact day that your house burned, your insurance on, this insurance company that had your insurance was carrying your insurance went bankrupt. There's a pot of money, and I'm using very vague terms. There's a pot of money at the state level that's funded every month by all the other insurance companies to make you mm-hmm. to still get your check to protect you. So the answer to your question is it's not FDIC insurance, but it's a different kind of insurance. Uh, and you're still in, by the NAIC, you're still protected at the state level and by the insurance that the, the every insurance company carries. Okay. Now, another question. Mm-hmm. I, have a save, I have a savings account at a Mahoning Bank. Is that safe? Well, if it's a Mahoning bank. bank, it's not safe because it doesn't exist. I'm just kidding with you. What, I think you're talking about oh. uh, the, whatever name they are now. Uh, it's called Mahoney. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I know Huntington. it's not Mahoney. Huntington. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm just a little bit nervous. You're an old schooler. No, that's okay. Um, I'm just trying to have fun with you. Is the savings account, are you asking me if the savings account at Huntington Bank is yes. safe? Yeah. It's, if it's more, unless it's more than $250,000, it's very safe. Okay. okay. Is it more than $250,000? No, it's not, it's, not, it's not more than two hundred. dollars Are you a high roller, But I have a little Jane? bit in there. All right. No, huh? you're, it's safe. It's very safe. Okay, okay, thank you. That's what I wanted to know because you know what? I'm a widow mm-hmm. and, and that's my income. And if I need to go there, I, I, I you know, I want to be safe for me. You know, it's, these are such terrible times. I'm going to be 77 and I never saw such terrible times in all my can, life. Can you elaborate I a little bit on that, Jane? 50s. That's something I love seniors. I, I love seniors and I, I love, I love. Oh boy, the, that's, that's interesting. Nothing gets on my nerves more than a 77 year old woman. Nothing. <laughs> oh, come on, Ron. Take it easy on Jane. She's sweet. Listen, no, but she's saying, uh, I, uh, she's saying, oh, I've never seen such horrible times. This was the best economy in my lifetime prior to the Chinese oh, virus no, coming no, no, around. I'm talking about the Chinese coronavirus. Well, well no. you, you know, and, and that's I'm why I always say on my program, get pissed, on, get pissed at China. Don't get pissed at Trump or, or God oh, no, forbid, no, vote for Biden. Wonderful. No, uh, this is. I'm saying those rotten Chinese. Oh, oh, I, I'm, I'm just so upset. Hey, can we, let me talk. Country. Let me talk serious, ca- serious business real quick. With Jane, Jane, you lived 77 years. Tell me about when you say I've never seen times like this. Elaborate a little bit, because I, I find that because you've lived through some horrible times. I mean, 1987 market crash, the Vietnam War, the late 70s with inflation, the Jimmy Carter years. I can go on and on and on. You've seen a lot in your but day. It was never, but it was never like this. You right. never had to stay home. You never had to wear a mask. You couldn't be afraid to go to church. I love to go to church. I'm a good Christian. I'm a good Christian Catholic. And then when we, I was able to go to church, I was so thrilled. I mean, it's like we were in prison. It's, it's horrible. I mean, I grew up in the 50s with the record hops and, and, and all that wonderful stuff. And you went out to dance and you had a good time and yeah. you loved <laughs> one another. And, it's yeah, right. and, don't, and don't forget about those swinger clubs you went to when you were in your 20s <laughs> and 30s. Oh, yes, crazy. I did. Wonderful bars. <laughs> there was one on Market Street. Called, um, You're crazy, Ronnie Cakes. You're crazy. wonderful. 
An Idor Park. What about Idor Park? Okay. Oh, my gosh. I well, rode the Jackrabbit 54 times one day. That's beautiful. Hey, listen, I, I appreciate your calling. God bless yeah. you. You're a wonderful woman. God bless you, too. Yeah, all right. Have a nice God day. The, 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 the sad, thank you, Bye. The sad part is that you're taking a look at an annuity. You know, let me back up. Better to, uh, better to have your money and keep your money and, and have it than lose your initial investment by trying to get more, more money from it. What do they say? You follow what I'm saying? Am I? Well, Am yeah, I Ron, I know stuff? what you're saying, but here's the cool thing about her, Cole. That's the one annuity I really believe in. Uh, the fixed annuity, all that is, is a CD with an insurance wrap on it. You buy it, you put X amount of dollars in, you hold it for a term, you get your, you get your guaranteed fixed rate of return for X amount of years. After three or four years, you pull it out, just like a CD. And, and you know, the insurance guy or the bank tries to sell you a new one to get, uh, get you to invest uh, with them. And that's not a bad thing. It's not like an index annuity where it's an if and you have to annuitize it. And it's got all kind of magical bells and whistles on it to kind of fool the client and think they got something special. She's got a legit, a legit investment there, and, and that's good for her because uh, that's the kind of thing she needs. All right, onward we go. John Arnold is with us, News Radio 570 WKN. You want to talk to John? 330-729-9977. 330-729-9977. He'll answer any questions that you have about any of the investments you have. One thing that she said, which is accurate, these are certainly uncertain times. I mean, I, these are, yeah. These are difficult times. And I and I talked to our senior clients. I was just with a guy named Mike G. Came into his last name. It's the, it's just I love the senior clients because they've seen so much and they've seen so many crazy things. And just when you think you, they've seen it all, then something crazy like this happens. And when they all of them tell me the same thing, we even, and they're not just talking about the damn virus. They're talking about the you know the the people are not liking the police and and battling the police and. We're, we're like you describe on your own show as you know good or bad is good and good is bad. That's the things they're talking about. Like man, this this is just crazy times. And the fact that you never, if someone would have told me this twenty years ago that we'd be attacking cops in the streets and there's a tug of war into funding them and all the people that are going into homes to protect us. I mean, who else are you calling to when someone's breaking into your house and the police and we're some for whatever reason we wanted to fund those people? That's the kind of crap they're talking about. Like this is nonsense. Uh, we got uh, Jonah on line one, if you want to go to him or her. Go ahead, Jonah. Hello. Hey, Mr. Arnold. Thanks for taking my call. You got I just it. Wanted to, uh, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. I'll take your answer off the air. But I wanted to see on what do you advise on, on investing in mutual funds? How do you see that uh, market uh, going forward? Thank you. All right. So you got a very generic, vague question, but I know I know what you're trying to ask here. Um I see the mutual fund market really being a dinosaur, but if you're looking to invest money uh, and you want to, in a diversification route and you want to do it on the cheapest route, you want to go into what's called an exchange-traded fund, which is just identical to a mutual fund except the liquidity is better, the fees are about one-fifth, and uh, you can get out of it between the hours of 9.30 and 4 versus hold it overnight. So the the market for those are great, depend, but you got to remember – uh, there's all kind of ETFs out there. There's government bond ETFs all the way to microcap ETFs, meaning that a, a mutual fund is a type of investment, meaning that you could have a you could have a mid cap uh, emerging markets fund or a small cap emerging markets fund, which is extremely risky. It's invested in third world countries that are coming up and uh, and there's small companies to boot inside there. It's extremely risky. 
or you have sector funds where you can go into biotech funds to where some years you make 40%, some years you, you lose 20%. So I guess my answer to that question for that caller is do do some homework before you go investing because you're going to need to do some homework based on your call. You don't want to just vaguely start investing in things and, and not knowing you're, what you're going to invest in because you could just completely blow up your investing world if, if, you, if you don't know what you're doing. So my, my best advice to the caller there is maybe interview a couple of financial advisors um, or go to Barnes & Nobles or the library and start reading some investing books and educate yourself and uh, see what's the best fit for you. That's what I got. Okay, John. Yeah, yeah, John was gone, but yeah, he, uh, okay. but I want to give him some kind of answer uh, to his, what I think was a question. So that <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that wasn't a dig. I was, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie cakes your. Oh, that's something else. All right. John Arnold is with us. This is the Jay Arnold Wealth Management Show every Monday. Uh, he's here at 6 o'clock when we take a big uh, a big view, pick John's brain, really, about these uncertain times. Let's be realistic. The uncertain times with our economy, with the COVID, with the stock markets, with a guy that's uh, all about uh, research and analytics and trying to figure out what to do and where to go and how he sees it. Could be right, could be wrong, but... That's what this program is all about on Mondays. Now, uh, before I run out of time, I always want to make sure we let you know where you can find John. John is located, his office is located in Canfield, pretty much by Lockwood and 224 in uh, Boardman, Canfield area. If, if you know where the Shell station is and the bank is over there, and uh, if you take a look at Lockwood and 224, Anyway, if you if you go see the poorhouse over there and uh, Bruner Brothers Pizza, you go on Star Center and so John's office is at the top of the hill. There is where you find it. Now, talk a little bit about people that are listening might be interested in meeting with you to see if uh, they want to want to uh, pick your brain as far as their investments and maybe switching over. There's a pretty good, decent sized wait list at this point in time. Talk a little bit about all of that for any new uh, listeners. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm I'm saying this with, with all appreciation. You know, we've uh, we've had a record year as far as performance goes in our in our in our firm, and and the, kind of the words got out. A lot of referrals, a lot of uh, people coming in our door, and there's only so much John Arnold to go around. Because what I won't do is I won't take too many clients in one day to where it hurts me from helping our existing clients. So I only take two or three new appointments a day. That way I can concentrate on the, the money on the clients that we already have. Because of that, we are at a little bit of a wait, uh, but I would say the wait is worth it. Uh, the results have been fantastic. Potentially, potentially keyword going to move forward and, and, and be, you know, be, be great again, hopefully. Um, but I, I, we are breaking our appointments down into half an hour versus hour, hour segments to try to fit people in. So if you are interested in an appointment or just a quick phone interview, Give us a call at 330-965-9890. Again, 330-965-9890. And the consultation's free. There's no pressure. You know, we'll, we'll help you as much as we can, and and uh, hopefully you get the fantastic results that our, you know, our current clients got. So that's about it. All right. That's what it's all about. 
with John Arnold, who joins us here on News Radio 570 WKBN. John is uh, John is an active money manager, which means he buys and sells without having to call a client. So, you know, you got to do that to be able to react to what's going on in the marketplace. And incidentally, he absorbs the cost of all the trades. You that they're not passed on uh, to to the clients, just so people understand the relationship that you have. Uh, w- with your clients from your perspective of, w- of what you do though these are difficult times though isn't it, for guys in your in, in your industry i mean this is oh, it's it's the most difficult i it sounds screwy but i'd kind of feel bad for our competitors right now because and they might feel bad for me like we're all going through this nonsense it's scary times and you have to make money for your clients to keep them at the same time you're on the edge all the time because you don't know if putting them in the market's the right thing to go the right way to go because they see the same things i see it's uncertainty. It's anxiety. It's it's craziness. It's times we've never assessed before. So uh, the truth is, it's it's very 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 scary times. Absolutely, and that's when you need an active financial guy, not somebody that just parks it and forgets about it or rides the market down. Because the reality, when you were talking earlier before we started taking phone calls, markets can go down and stay down for years. Is what is what basically, if I had to cut the chase of what you're saying, everybody seems to be under the impression a market can go down. Oh, I might lose uh, whatever fifty thousand, seventy thousand, but it'd come back in a month or two or three. Yeah, that's that's a normal. misconception, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes they go, they go down. And they stay down. It's basically, I think, what you were trying to let people know. That is that is the case. If you look at people who lost money from 2008, 2009, it took them to about 2012 to really recoup everything they had. And that's that's three to four years of time value of money they lost. So you got to be really careful out there with, with your program. Absolutely. All right, John, you're going to, uh, uh, John also has a business spotlight show on Wednesdays when the Indians aren't on the airwaves. So that, uh, that airs on Wednesday at six. A lot of times it'll be John and, uh, Andrew, who's a CPA, giving some great tax advice. Uh, that's a Wednesday show that John does at six o'clock when the Indians aren't playing. John, we always look forward to Mondays, but I appreciate <laughs> you coming on. Thanks for having me. Take care, guys. Thank you. Sean Hannity's coming up next.